Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome in to the Out of the Box Podcast. Excited to bring you this episode. I'm Gray Robertson, Tom Canterbury, my usual partner and co-host is not here because we are doing our best to socially distance as we are both quarantined at our homes. Tom is in Tuscaloosa. I'm recording this in Birmingham and we are bringing you the greatest hits episode from what was an unfortunately shortened but still very exciting and wacky 2020 softball season, especially the 22 games that Alabama played. Before we get to the clips that we've got for you, a couple of housekeeping things. One, this is not the last episode of the year. We are hoping in the coming days to record the season finale with guests and with friends and other people to talk about what's going on in the softball world and what to expect next year. Because as more answers come in terms of eligibility, it does look like 2021 will somehow be even crazier than the softball season that we got here in 2020. Also, we've got our first items on the out of the box clothing line available. Yes, that's right. The farcical collection is here. You can go purchase the farcical t-shirt with the definition including a little remix definition of our own. That is available on our Twitter at outofthebox underscore pod. I've also been retweeting it at gray, G-R-A-Y underscore Robertson, and I know Tom has as well at T Canterbury RTR. So get yourself a farcical t-shirt because Lord knows this whole sport and whole world has been farcical pretty much since we got to Tallahassee, and it will probably continue to be so as things change and We'll see where we are once 2021 rolls around. Now back to the greatest hits. I've got 25 clips. You're going to hear some from Tom and me on radio. You're going to hear some with Tom solo on radio. You're going to hear clips of the same play from Tom on radio and me on SEC Network Plus, along with my partners Rachel Bobo Calhoun and Sydney Little John Watkins. So enjoy. We'll dive right in, and, and we will start in Tallahassee. Yes, a trip that many of us would honestly like to forget but there were some great moments and in particular one that really stood out the first home run for taylor clark in her career for alabama check it out now with a call of the game here's tom canterbury and gray robertson taylor clark reached on an error back in the first and the first pitch is hit way out to left headed back and gone taylor clark with the first home run for Team 24, and Alabama leads 5-0 here in the top of the third as Taylor Clark 
has a day one for a season that players can only dream of. What a shot from Taylor Clark. What a way to get your senior season going, especially when your junior season was, you know, went the way it went. Yeah. And to, to have that, that ball was absolutely crushed to left center field. And uh, that's something we haven't seen much today. Anybody on any team hitting the ball out of the ballpark, hitting the ball hard high up in the air. And Taylor Clark absolutely hammered that one. Wow. The first home run of her career in an Alabama uniform and the first home run of the Alabama 2020 season makes it 5 nothing here in the top of the third. And then speaking of first career home runs, how about Abby Dorr? So she joined the team basically two days before we go to Clearwater. Her first on-field practice is in Florida. Tom and I are there, SID extraordinaire Nathan Sheehan. We're all watching, wondering, okay, this girl looks like she's going to be good. Now she's got to show it, and show it she did with a home run against Liberty. You can hear right here. How about this, Tom? An RBI chance for Abby Dorr, who according to Bailey Hemphill, just turned 18. He stepped in here. Not quite Kyra Lewis Jr. youth <laughs> at the plate for Alabama. But like Kyra, she did graduate early Yes, to get here. First pitch. And Dorr hammers this one to deep right field. That's way back. Way gone. Abby Dorr. Her first hit as a member of the Crimson Tide is a two-run homer, and Alabama has a 3-1 lead here in Clearwater. Welcome to Bama U, welcome to college softball, and welcome to Team 24, Abby Doerr. A blast. And we've talked about it the first at-bat. She came in swinging hard that time. She just got a pitch to drive, and Crazy to think that Abby Dora is a home run before Bailey Hemphill this year. Right. We know she's got that power. We just saw the hard swing we've heard about all off season in the last couple days. My goodness. Welcome to the show. Fresh. Wow. Abby Dora, two run shot over the left field wall, excuse the right field wall, giving the tie the 3 1 lead. And Savannah Woodard now steps in. Another freshman. It's like everybody froze. I mean, the Liberty defense didn't move immediately at all it's like wait where, what? Where, where's it going you could argue and if you argued against it, i think you'd be wrong but you could argue that the best moment of 2020 alabama softball happened in clearwater against a little team called the washington huskies and heather tar and gabby plain are nemesis from years past and uh it went well it went really well how about an 8 nothing five-inning run rule win over then number one Washington? We've got a lot of clips for this. I've lumped them all together. You remember this game. Here are the greatest moments from the Alabama upset over Washington, a five-inning run rule victory over the number one Huskies. I'm very excited. We will see Gabby playing for Washington. So bring a book, folks. It's going to be a lot of fun. The out-of-the-box reading club is about to get going. But 2-2. And that one is lined to left underneath it and making the catch is Reynolds for out number one. As Mac got, uh, she's going to be called for being out of the box anyway. But First call against Alabama this year, and that'll be something we have to watch. Now we know that Smokey Ed is making that call today. Or wait, right, what's no, no, going no. on? Now did they call an illegal pitch? No, they called illegal pitch. It wasn't a out of the box. It was an illegal pitch. 
Okay, it is an illegal pitch, so excuse me, I apologize. What is going on? Positive. Uh, that would be a ball, so I believe the count is full, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. I think so. Yeah, it was two and two. Everything should be should be a mass confusion. Yeah, the sure, start. let's let's throw mass confusion right. into into the what is this our sixth game of the year? All right, let's see something else we haven't seen. So an illegal pitch and out of the box, I'm pretty sure was also called there. So both were called, but the illegal pitch negates the out of right. box because it happened first. One one pitch. That one's lined into left field. That's down for a base hit. Tau rounds third. The throw will be cut off. They'll throw to second, and she is safe underneath the tag. That's an RBI double for Skylar Wallace. And Alabama has the one nothing lead here in the bottom of the first inning. Well, she kept her cool all right. That pitch a little elevated as Skylar Wallace wipes some dirt from her face on that close play at second, and Reynolds didn't even make an attempt for home as Patrick Murphy was go all the way to Kaylee Tao. He knows as well as anybody that runs against Washington and Gabby Plain are valuable if you can get them. Just great job by Wallace sizing up that pitch and hammering it and again really cashing in as the player batting cleanup in this lineup. Again, a little surprising to see her there, but it's working out. Fourth RBI of the season for Wallace. See if Tao can take advantage. She's already singled and scored. She's Alabama's one run so far. 1-0 to Tao. Beautiful movement from playing. One ball and one strike. Kaylee Hempill on deck. Kaylee Tao at the plate. One ball, one strike. One down, nobody on. The 1-1. This one is hit out towards right, and it drops in front of Gibson out in right field. And Kaylee Tao is two for two here in this game, a single here in the bottom of the third. And Alabama, once again, trying to get something going, just like in the first. Tao may have had the best contact of anybody these last couple of at-bats. And if she, if, if she settles in as the number two hole hitter with Alyssa Brown out, that's going to be... Going to be dangerous for this Alabama offense. Well, if she hits like this, she's already at 412 before that base hit as Bailey Hempill steps in. Wind still blowing out. Hempill's 0 for 1. First pitch. Hits the outside corner for strike one. I didn't mention Hempill's career stats against Washington. Not great. Yeah, I'd rather he not. <laughs> 2 of 15. But the bigger shocker is seven strikeouts in her career against Washington. Not something Hempill typically does, but. Plain and Alvello got her a lot in supers a couple years ago. And a lot of it is because of pitches like that. Yeah. We'll see Hempill be patient in her at-bats, and if strikes are thrown, then she can find herself down 0-2, 1-2, many times. The 0-2 to Hempill. That one is hit foul down the left side into the crowd. Still remains no balls, two strikes, one out. Tau at first, Alabama one nothing here in the bottom of the third. We heard that one hit metal. I don't know how. There's so many people here. How that's going to have found a spot where someone's not sitting or standing. <laughs> as you've mentioned, as we've mentioned a lot, just fantastic crowd here for this game. 0-2 to Hempill. This one is hit way out towards left, way back, and over the wall! The first of 
Knoxville with a bomb out towards left field, and Alabama leads Washington 3 nothing here in the bottom of the third as Hemphill flashes to Bama U and steps on home plate. That was an absolute shot. Very similar to what we saw her be able to do in batting practice last night. And got a hold of one, just barely missed a couple against Liberty, but that one was well gone. And didn't need the wind either. No. <laughs> that was not aided at all. What a shot by Bailey Hemphill, the first Bailey bomb of the year. You knew it was coming. You knew there was going to be one of those eventually, and you're happy it happened here against Washington as the third inning magic just keeps on rolling. Well done, Gray. Thank you, Tom. Good this job. is why they pay me the class credit. <laughs> 3-0 Alabama. Nobody on, one out, bottom of the third. The 1-0. Sides puts this one into the gap. Rounding third and coming in to score is Kaylee Tao. Wallace also on her horse. The throw is not in time. Sliding in safely is Wallace. Heading over to third is KB Sides. And Alabama plates two more. It's 6-0 Crimson Tide here in the bottom of the fourth. Well, KB Sides getting a hold of a pitch right there and just yanking it out to left center. A bit misplayed by Reynolds, and that allowed Wallace to score. Bit of a misplayed play at the plate as well, which gave Sides a chance to get to third. And, again, big hitting from the Crimson Tide. And what a game from KB Sides. Two for two. I mean, this lineup just magical right now for Alabama. They're getting everything when they need it. You're just waiting for Kilfoyle to have a chance to crank one. That pitch comes in high. One ball, one strike. And I'm just saying, if she were to do so. Oh, right. That's right. Wow, I, n- I hadn't even thought about that possibility, frankly, but here we are. I've been thinking about it for a while. <laughs> here comes the 1-1, and that one is lined down the right field line. It's going to be a fair ball. Kilfoyle rounds first heads to second. M.G. Anderson is on her horse. The throw comes in, not in time. That's an RBI triple for Lexi Kilfoyle, and Alabama leads it 7 to nothing. All right, so let me get this straight, though. Abby Dore earlier today, first career home run, first career hit, rather, for Alabama is a home run. Right. Lexi Kilfoyle, her first career hit for the Crimson Tide, is a triple down the right field line. Okay. Because, yeah. Sure. Sure. Absolutely. And now, okay, it's real now. The run rule is very much in play. And first pitch comes in, and it goes all the way to the backstop. Clark comes in. The slide is in time. And Alabama with the walk-off wild pitch. Run rules the number one team in the country, 8 nothing in five innings here in Clearwater. Wow. That was my favorite Alabama-Washington game ever. <laughs> Tom, Alabama has not done well in the response set, but I'm going to talk about it here. That is a response right there. We've heard a lot of the haters after last week. We've seen some of the comments. I've got my notes document. There are a lot of people that were already jumping off the ship after a one and three weekend in Tallahassee, and there's still plenty of games to be played here in Clearwater. But that is dominance right there over the team that was pretty unanimously the number one squad in the country off of, you could argue, one of the top four pitchers in the country, maybe the world. And Alabama – not only got a run early, but they got runs in the middle, and they got runs late, and they got runs from everybody. Everybody in the lineup contributed. That was as impressive a game as I've ever seen. That includes 
Florida 15 to three in the World Series. That was unreal. And let's just say uh, I, I see why Florida State folks are so excited last week. This feels yeah. very good. <laughs> Well, that was a lot of fun. I enjoyed that. The good vibes kept going in Clearwater because the next day, Alabama played South Florida, and there were a lot of good things that happened. You got Jenna Johnson making a miraculous catch. You had Kaylee Tao getting a home run, all of which culminated in a run rule victory for the Crimson Tide over the Bulls and Georgina Korek, who actually was having a really good year before the season wound down, but it was a 9-1 victory in five, and here are the greatest moments from that run rule win over South Florida. First pitch, and that one is lifted to deep center field. Johnson is on the run, and she will make the catch. She flew over the temporary wall in center field, but a diving catch by Jenna Johnson keeps runs off the board. Unbelievable play by the Tide freshman center fielder. I don't want to say I called it, but I was talking to Jenna during warm-up lines, and I said, you know, Jenna, you could make a catch over that wall. I want to see her jump over it. She didn't quite do that, but she saved Alabama in that first inning, robbing a home run. Jenna Johnson, my gosh, what a weekend for freshmen here (laughs) for the Crimson Tide. What a player by the center fielder. We'll take a timeout and come back with the bottom of the first inning. It's South Florida nothing, Alabama coming to bat here on the Crimson Tide Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Top of the order, hit her pretty hard back in the first when we were young men. <laughs> Brooke Leistel steps in over one today. Going is Bruni Hemphill throws it down. Did she get her? Yes, she did. The Bailey Bazooka, the Hemphill Howitzer, however you want to call it, the runner's out as Hemphill gets the base runner stealing at second. And boy, that is so important and can totally change innings. Leadoff man gets on and the catcher throws her out. Huge play there by Bailey Hemphill. So one down and an 0-1 count, by the way. The 0-1 is hit right back towards Sarah Cornell. The throw to first is in plenty of time to get Lystel and two pitches, two outs on a throw out by Hemphill and then a easy ground ball to Sarah Cornell as Phyllis steps in here with two down, one to one, top of the third. One out, runners on first and second, bottom of the fourth. Alabama and USF tied at one. Alabama two for six with runners on today, one for three, RISP against Corrick. 2-2 pitch, and now hammers this one to deep right field. On the run, ranging back, unable to make the catch. It's gone, a three-run homer for Kaylee Thau, and Alabama takes a 4-1 lead. Here in the bottom of the fourth inning is how finally did get that pitch that she could drive. And hammered it. Yes. Absolutely crushed it out to right. And we talked a lot last year about how Kaylee Tao had more or less disappointing power numbers. We saw a lot of doubles, not a lot of home runs from Tao. But when she really gets a hold of one, it goes a long way. And Kaylee Tao continues to be the best offensive player for Alabama here at the St. Pete Clearwater Elite Invitational just clutch once again and much needed because you felt the more chances Alabama let slip by, the more belief South Florida would have here in this game. First homer of the season for Tao and her seventh RBI. Wow. Max puts down a very nice bunt. Maldonado has it and will throw the ball away. One run will come into score, and here comes the second one coming into score as well as Johnson. Mack ends up on third. And that is a very, very costly error by the third baseman 
for the Bulls. Maldonado threw it away. Two runs come in. It's now 8-1 Alabama. And the uh, game-ending run stands on third. Kaylee Tao can end it. Alabama doesn't even have a player in the on-deck circle right now because you trust what Tao's going to do. Alexis Mack is going to be doing that to defenses all year long. And it's just a rushed throw from Maldonado. And I think she would have gotten her match. Yeah, I was going to say. It, it, was, it would have been a, a in-time play at first. The 2-2 pitch. Wallace lines it through for a base hit into center field. Coming in to score is Alexis Mack. And that will do it. Wallace split into second, but that game was over. <laughs> Mack came in to score. Your final score is Alabama 9, USF 1. Here in five innings, the eight-run mercy rule comes into effect. Alabama with the win improves to 4-3 and three on the year. South Florida falls to 0-6. All right, so we're out of Clearwater. We're back home in Rhodes. We've got the Easton Bama Bash, Wichita State, Penn State, Louisville all in town. Montana Fouts, after a rough Clearwater tournament, gets the start in the first game against Penn State. She pitches beautifully, 11 strikeouts on the night, does not give up a free pass, and closes it out by striking out the side. Here's what my partner Tom Canterbury had to say during that seventh inning when Alabama shut down the Nittany Lions behind Montana Fouts. Along with studio engineer Josh Smith, I'm Tom Canterbury. This is Alabama softball here on the Crimson Tide Sports Network. We head to the top of the seventh inning, the last chance for Penn State. Alabama with a 5-0 lead over the Nittany Lions. Alabama looking to go 2-0 here on day number one of the Easton Bama Bash. Due up for the Lions here in the seventh inning, 5-6-7. Livingston, Leon, and Swedberg. 5-6-7 against Montana Fouts looking to finish off a complete game victory. She's giving up just the two hits. Shredded four Penn State runners. First pitch to Melina Livingston is high for ball one. The biggest storyline on the line score so far for Montana Fouts. Eight strikeouts and no walks. Very much back to Montana Fouts-like performance here. It's Patrick Murphy coming out to talk with home plate umpire Philip Freels. Uh, I think he's just re-entering Jenna Johnson into the game. Center field. Yeah, that's what, that's what that was. Johnson is in center. The defense remains the same for Alabama. Mack in left. Johnson in center. Sides and right. Morgan at third. Wallace at short. Woodard at second. Hemphill at first. And Abby Dorr behind the plate for Alabama. Lillian Livingston stepping back in with a 1-0 count. Pitch from Montana Fouts. Fouled straight back, one and one. And Montana Fouts about to throw her 100th pitch of the ball game. The one-one pitch. 
Fouts puts that one in the dirt, two and one. Fouts had a very different offseason than what she is used to having. Pitch deep into June. And then pitch for the USA U19 team. Then trained and pitched for in the trying out for Team USA. That's in there for a strike. Inside corner on the bunt by Livingston. May have actually bunted at it. Count moves to two and two. And then after Team USA trial, she put down the softball. She did not pitch for Alabama in the fall. Had a training program, but didn't pitch with Alabama until January. That pitch is high. Three and two now. The long run, that's going to be good for her longevity, but again, just a little bit out of her routine. So get back into pitching. Not that she wasn't in pitching shape. That's not the best way to put it, but payoff pitch. In there. Called strike three. Fastball right down the middle. That's not what Livingston was expecting. And that's the ninth strikeout of the ball game for Montana Fouts in the sixth that she has looking. One out. That brings up Michelle Leone. Over two with a fly out and a ground out. First pitch. Just misses outside for ball one. The 1-0. And that one is fouled off down the first baseline. Just foul. And Leone tried to do the chip shot over the first baseman as we've seen a lot of those lefties do over the third baseman. Moment too far foul, opposite way. The 1-1, that one's fouled off. Out of play. Up over me. One ball, two strikes. Bounce looks in. The one-two pitch. Cuts the outside corner. Called strike three. Another strikeout looking for Montana Fouts, and Penn State is down to their final out. That was that curveball hitting the outside corner. And Claire Swedberg is the last chance for the Nittany Lions. She's 0 for 2 with a ground out and a strikeout. Ten Ks, seven looking for Montana Fouts. First pitch to Swedberg is swung on a miss. Four strike one. The 0-1. Swing and a miss. Swedberg went after the rise ball. No balls and two strikes. 
Bama fans that can up to their feet if they're not just underneath several blankets. Foul sucks in the 0-2. Rise ball, but she held off on it. One and two. They'll ask if she went around. She did not. Tim Cassad at third. Apparently doesn't want to go get warm yet. Sweetberg look or sets back in. The one, two from Fouts. Check swing. She did go too far around this time on the rise, and that will do it. Montana Fouts here in the seventh inning strikes out the side. No runs, no hits, no errors. No runners left for Penn State in the seventh. Your final score, Alabama 5, Penn State nothing for the Crimson Tide. Five runs on ten hits, two errors, and eight runners left on base for Penn State. No runs on two hits, one error, and four runners left on base for Alabama. They improve to 6-5 and five on the year. Penn State falls to 5-7. and seven. The next day, that Saturday, Alabama really got it going against Louisville, a 9-0 win in five innings. We've got a great day from KB sides, a two-RBI triple, and then a two-RBI single, part of a five-RBI day for sides during what was a really fantastic season for her. This is my TV call on SEC Network Plus. Enjoy. Sports in America. Sides hits that one to the gap. All the way to the wall. In comes Wallace. Hemphill heading for third. Murphy Sinzer heading to third is Sides. A throw not in time. A triple for KB Sides cleaning up nicely here in the first inning. It's 2-0 Alabama. And this is exactly what we talked about. They walked Bailey Hemphill, maybe not intentionally, but put her on the base. And that right there is key to be able to have a hitter like KB Sides that can follow it up, put the ball in the gap, and score those two runs. And Skylar Wallace getting on her horse here to get across the home plate. Just listen to that crowd. I mean, that's just Rhodes atmosphere here. KB side sliding in for that triple, and she is pumped, y'all. She's ready to go. Putting the run rule in effect. That one chopped. Back up the middle. Gets past the diving Ferguson. One run in. Here comes Mack. Slides in easily. That's a two RBI single from KB Sides. 9-0 Crimson Tide. KB Sides proving it yet again that she can hit behind Bailey Hemphill in the four hole. And Murph, Patrick Murphy looking like a genius here. She's now got five RBIs on the day and puts up more than half of the runs for Alabama. She stays right over this ball, drives it right up the middle, doesn't try to do too much, and gets it right out of the shortstop's reach and knocks a couple of runs across the board. All right, so... After that Louisville game, everybody's feeling good, right? And then Penn State comes in and puts up five runs without recording an out in the top of the first inning. Penn State's up 5 nothing, and then things would turn around. It was fantastic what happened. We've got four clips from that game, two from TV, two from radio. First, Abby Dorr with a double to give Alabama the lead, then Taylor Clark hitting a home run on her senior day. Just a magical moment, followed by a Maddie Morgan home run to make it 13-6 to at the time, and then concluding with Skylar Wallace walking that baby off to give Alabama a 14-6 to victory over Penn State in six innings. I don't know how she does it. I mean, and only having two, two and a half weeks of practice under her belt, right, maybe? Not even that. Not even that. And to come out here and do as well as she's doing, that's pretty incredible. 
Bit of a pressure situation for her here. That one ripped down the right field line. Here comes Anderson coming around his sides. Abby Dorr headed to second. She'll stop there. The freshman with a big time hit and Alabama's on top for the first time. And Dorr thriving under that pressure. She doesn't care what the score is. She's ready to go. She's ready to get the runs in and that's exactly what she does. She drives this ball right down the right field line. A tough play to make for the right fielder, Claire Swed Swedberg, and easily scores the two runs from second and third base. And all smiles for Alabama as they take the lead back. The first lead of the game, in fact, now 8-6. to six. Payoff pitch to Clark. And that ball is driven to deep center field. Way back. Way gone. Two-run homer for Taylor Clark on her senior day. Gives Alabama the 10-6 lead here in the bottom of the fourth inning. Second homer of the season for Clark. And RBIs, number five and six. As Bama has come all the way back and now lead it by four here in the bottom of the fourth inning. And Morgan slams this one. Headed way back and gone. Maddie Morgan gives Alabama a seven run lead. It's 13 to six Crimson Tide. I feel like Maddie Morgan is just having a can't-miss night. She's getting the RBIs when Alabama needs them and even putting up a couple more here and adding a home run on top of that. She's seeing the ball so well, and you just hope she carries this into the rest of the season. I mean, this is just incredible to watch. I mean, not doing too much with her at bat, staying right on the pitch. Not, I mean, just a beautiful swing. I, th I feel like that was one of those she knew it was gone the minute she hit it. And man, it just went. First home run of the year for Maddie Morgan. She had six runs batted in entering this game, and now on the season has 12. The 1-1 pitch. Wallace with a ground ball through, four base hit into center field. Coming in to score is Savannah Woodard, and that's the end of the game. Your final score in six innings, 14-6, as Skylar Wallace Reaches base all five times and has the game-ending RBI, a single to end things here in the sixth inning. Your final score is Alabama 14, Penn State 6. So the Crimson Tide comes back to win via the run rule in a game in which they trailed 5-0 in the first inning. The final game of the Easton Bama Bash saw Alabama and Louisville play. It was pretty dominant performance by Alabama. The game really was never in doubt throughout, but it, it was a, a wild and crazy final at-bat of that game, and for that, we've got a pair of replays. Skylar Wallace hits a walk-off three-run shot. You can hear Tom on radio and myself on TV because we both were very excited about what had just transpired. This is Skylar Wallace walking it off for the second straight game, this time against Louisville to close out the Bama Bash. Limp it off again. Bailey Hemphill comes, tries to lighten her spirits, points, tells her to hit it that way. Wallace will now set back in with a one-two count. 
Felder looks in, the one-two. Wallace with a fly ball to deep right center field. That's way back. Way gone! Three-run homer for Skyler Wallace. And that ends the ball game. Alabama finishes, finishes things off with a three-run shot here in the bottom of the fifth. Your final score, Alabama 10, Louisville nothing. Skylar Wallace goes yard for the first time this year and gets three more RBIs. It's a four RBI day, excuse me, a five RBI day for Skylar Wallace. She had a sacrifice fly and an RBI walk earlier in the ball game. But another run rule win for the Crimson Tide. They win it 10 0 in five innings. Alabama improves to 9 5 on the year. Louisville falls to 5 9. The 1 2. That one out to right, headed back, and gone. And Skylar Wallace, after being hit a couple times on foul balls, says, I'll just go ahead and finish this one off. A three-run shot to give Alabama a 10-0 victory. What a day. What a, an at-bat by Skylar Wallace. I mean, who needs a foot to, to have an at-bat anyways? I mean, <laughs> clearly she doesn't. I mean, she just knocked one right over the fence with on one foot, essentially. So just an incredible at-bat by her and then an incredible day for Alabama and a walk-off win here in Tuscaloosa. Second straight game, Skylar Wallace has been the winning RBI to get Alabama a run rule victory. And the Crimson Tide sweeps the Easton Bama Bash and improves to nine and five on the season. Skylar Wallace hitting home run number one of her sophomore campaign. Next up was the Easton Crimson Classic. And a lot of classics were played, unfortunately two of which did not go the way of Alabama. But we had some classic moments, including the first game against UT Arlington, giving Savannah Woodard her first career home run in an Alabama uniform. This is Tom and me on radio. Check it out. Savannah Woodard steps in the first pitch. And that ball is hammered to deep center field. Way back. Way gone. Two-run homer by the freshman Savannah Woodard. Makes it Alabama 5, UT Arlington nothing for Woodard. That's her first home run as a member of the Crimson Tide, and RBI is 4 and 5. I mean, there it is again, Tom. The curveball just left up, and the freshman, who has as well shown a different kind of gravitas and confidence at the plate, took advantage of it, absolutely roping that one into the jet stream, taking advantage of the wind, and... I mean, again, we talked a lot on the TV broadcast last weekend about the freshmen and the impact they've made in the lineup. Continuing to do so here, Woodard really showing once again why she deserves and belongs in this Alabama batting order. And then finally, we always talk with Patrick Murphy about senior days. He says there's a lot of pressure on senior day pitchers because they've got the spotlight on them for most of the time. You know, when a batter comes up, you'll see them maybe once every other inning. Pitchers are out there, and they just have to deal with the pressure of pitching in front of friends and family. And he called this performance by Crystal Goodman on her senior day one of the best senior day pitching performances he has seen. It was really impressive. And she closed it out, a shutout of McNeese State with a strikeout in the seventh. So Bernique Wright will step in now. Tying run still in the on-deck circle. 
First pitch. Right in there for a call strike. That was the 100th pitch of the day by Goodman. I'm hoping to finish this one off without too many more. The 0-1 pitch. Fouled off. And the Cowgirls are down to their final strike. Good job by Goodman going right after the new player in the game. Can't take the foot off the gas, though. We saw that mistake last night. you got to keep on attacking. I'd love to see an off-speed after two straight quick pitches from Goodman here. Crystal gets the sign and the 0-2 is in the dirt. One ball, two strikes. One-two pitch, out off, barely got a piece to stay alive. We'll do it again, one ball, two strikes. Smile on the face of Goodman. She thought that was it. Yeah. Right, just barely got a piece. One, two. Swing and a miss. Strike three. And Crystal Goodman finishes off the complete game shutout here on her senior day with the strikeout to end the ball game. Four McNeese in the seventh inning. No runs on a hit. No errors and two runners left on base. Your final score is Alabama four, McNeese zero. Four runs on six hits, no errors, seven runners left on for McNeese. No runs on four hits, four errors, and four runners left on base. Alabama improves to 12-7 and seven with the victory. McNeese falls to 15-7 and seven with the loss. Crystal Goodman gets the victory. The complete game shutout. She's now 3-0 on the year. Whitney Tate takes a loss. She's now 2-2 two and two on the campaign. Finally, we get to conference play. Good gracious, finally. Non-conference took forever, but we finally got to the first SEC series of the year. That was Arkansas coming to town, and game one was not good for the Crimson Tide, as we highlighted on our episode that came out just after that weekend. But there were a couple of highlights. Jenna Johnson, who again was taking over center field because of the Alyssa Brown injury, made two spectacular catches, one in the fifth, and one in the seventh, both saving runs. And we've got the replay. This is from TV, myself and Sydney Littlejohn, dissecting what Jenna Johnson was able to do out in center field. McEwen has speed at second. That one out to center. And Johnson makes a diving catch. As Alabama once again with a great play in the outfield to dodge a bullet, still scoreless. Here in Tuscaloosa, Alabama and Arkansas battling it out. That went out to center. Johnson with a diving catch. McEwen was trailing off the bag and didn't get a chance to tag up. There's one down. What a play from Jenna Johnson once again out in center field. 
It's a great piece of hitting there by Ryan Jackson, but Jenna Johnson says, no, ma'am, you are not getting on base tonight, is making herself known out there in that center field position. Full out layout right there, too. And McEwen, if she had stayed at third, for sure would have scored, but she thought it was a base hit. Oh, but Jenna was not done. No, she was not. Game two against Arkansas. A game where we'd seen plenty of shots out to the wall, but just die and have outfielders make those catches. Jenna said, you know what? The wind does not bother me anyway. I'm going to hit it yard. I'm going to hit my first career home run. And she did just that. We've got that on the radio side with Tom and on the TV side with me and Sydney. Check it out. The 1-1. Johnson with a towering fly ball to left. That one's way back. And way gone! Jenna Johnson with her first career home run gives Alabama now the 6-2 lead in the bottom of the sixth inning. That one just kept on traveling, kept carrying to deep left. McEwen ranged back and was... Sitting there, ready to look like she was ready to make the catch. The ball just flew over her glove. So Alabama takes a 6-2 lead. Solo shot by Jenna Johnson. Her second RBI of the game. She now has four. She's doubled her RBI account for the year here today. Johnson today is one for two. Flew out in the second, drove in a run with a double back in the third. That one out to left. McEwen's got it, it's headed back, and it's gone! That one just kept on going from the freshman Jenna Johnson. And Johnson has her first career home run in an Alabama uniform. And the Crimson Tide's got another run. It's 6-2 Alabama. What an exciting moment for the freshman here to step up in this top of the seventh inning. And drive that ball, excuse me, bottom of the sixth. And drive that ball right over the left field wall. You see McEwen almost made a good attempt at it, but it looked like it may have just been a little bit too far over the wall there. I had been so used to seeing home runs caught up in the wind and caught at the wall. Well, that one just kept on carrying from Jenna Johnson. This will not be the last time I say this, but Carla Heiss walked it off in game two. What a response by Alabama to beat Arkansas 10-2 in six innings. Again, we've got dual highlights, radio and TV of Carla Heiss finishing out the game against the Hogs in game two. 3-1, and Heiss with a fly ball to shallow right. That's going to fall for a base hit. Rounding third is Sarah Cornell. She will score, and that's the ball game. Alabama wins it 10-2 on a game-ending RBI by Carla Heiss. And if you struggle in the seventh inning, the best way is just in the game in the sixth so you don't have to play it. Alabama wins. Your final score is 10-2 in six innings. Heiss gets the RBI single to end the ball game. 
10 runs on 12 hits, no errors, and five runners left on for Alabama. Two runs on four hits, two errors, and four runners left on for the Razorbacks. With the win, Alabama improves to 13-8 and eight on the year, 1-1 one one in the SEC. Arkansas falls to 17-6, and 1-1 one one in the conference. Out to right. Here comes Malkin. Again, it drops. Here comes Cornell. Alabama wins. Great job there by the freshman Carla Heiss, who's about to get swarmed by her teammates. The freshman produces and gets this walk-off victory for the Alabama Crimson Tide. After losing against Arkansas last night for the first time since 2000, Alabama comes back and run rules the Razorbacks, capping it off with an RBI single from Carla Heiss. And that pitch was low and outside, a really good spot there by Hedgecock, and Heiss goes down there and grabs it and just pokes it into that Bermuda Triangle out there in the right field hole. Didn't even quite get the full swing on it. Sarah Cornell, very excited to come in. You see her throwing her arms up, happy to score that run for her team. That is the second career RBI for Carla Heiss to wrap this game up in six innings. Maybe one of my most favorite moments of the year came in game three against Arkansas. And when I say moment, I mean individual play. Alexis Mack, usually a slapper, known for her ability to bunt and get on base or slap it right through the infield, decided to hit away with the bases loaded in game three against Arkansas. And boy, did it pay off. Again, dual highlights. We've got radio. We've got TV of Alexis Mack clearing the bases with a hitting away triple against Arkansas in the third inning of game three. Alexis Mack is one for two on the day with a single. She had a three for four day yesterday after an over day on Friday. The first pitch, Mack takes it outside for ball one. Looked like she might have been swinging away on that one. Didn't do the normal slap motion. She does have some pop when she swings away. Doesn't do it a whole lot in game play. 1-0. Takes a called strike there. One ball, one strike. And with the bases loaded here with two outs, that would be the time to do it. Outfield still playing her as the slapper. 1-1, Mack with a fly ball to left and foul ground ranging over and making the catch. Actually, wait a second. Illegal pitch called. So Mack will get another opportunity, this time with a 2-1 count. Missed that illegal pitch, my apologies. Two one, Mac takes that one high. Two balls and two strikes. Seen a little bit of everything here in this inning, including a run scored. Alabama trying to add to it. The base is loaded. Three one pitch. Mac takes a called strike. 
And the count is full at three balls and two strikes. Payoff pitch. Mack with a fly ball to right. That is going to get over the right fielder's head. All the way to the wall. All three runs will score. Mack rounds second and heads to third where she stands there with a three RBI triple. Giving Alabama the 8-1 lead. Hit right into that right center field gap that was left open. Malkin tried to range over there to get it, but it went over her glove. And Alabama has bust this one open with a four-run third inning. Fight for and you fight against, too. Mack hammers it. And that one gets over Malkin's glove. That'll clear the bases. Mack heads for third and stops there. How about a bases clearing three RBI triple? for Alexis Mack, her first three-bagger of the season, and Alabama has expanded this lead to seven runs here in the bottom of the third. Alex Alexis Mack says, I can hit two, takes an elevated pitch there down the middle of the plate and drives it over Malkin's head in right field, and again, with her speed, no problem there being a triple. There was no stopping her on that one. Finally, to wrap things up, we have the walk-off in game three against Arkansas. Nine to one in six innings of victory for the Crimson Tide. Carla Heiss for the second straight game, closing things out. Little did we know that this would be the final play for Alabama softball in 2020 and the final play at Rhodes this year. We've got the dual highlight as usual. Radio with Tom, TV with Gray and Sydney. Again, at that time, we had no clue that this would be our final moments talking about Alabama softball this year. But if that's how things want to end, well, it's a pretty darn good way to close out the year. Here's that highlight of Carla Heiss walking off game three against Arkansas. And that's going to bring up Carla Heiss. Carla Heiss, who ended yesterday's game with an RBI single. On the season, two of three with a double and two runs driven in. Now she steps in with another opportunity in the game. Single would likely score Johnson from first. Freshman from Ardmore, Alabama. The first pitch is fouled back for strike one. Alabama in the search for that scary pinch hitter. Carla Heiss might be that, that batter. The 0-1 is a called strike at 0-2. The 0-2 pitch. Heiss with a line drive into center field. That's down. 
rounding third and coming in to score is Jenna Johnson. And once again, Carla Heiss ends the game with an RBI single here in the sixth inning. Your final score is Alabama 9, Arkansas 1. Second straight day that the Alabama freshman has come off of the bench to end the ball game via the mercy rule for Alabama here in the sixth inning. One run on one hit. There was one error. One runner left on base. Your final score, Alabama 9, Arkansas 1 with the win. Alabama improves to 14-8 overall, 2-1 in conference play. Arkansas falls to 17-6, 1-2 in the SEC. Nine runs for Alabama on 11 hits, one error, and nine runners left on base. For Arkansas, a run on four hits, three errors, and six runners left on base. Lexi Kilfoyle is your winning pitcher. She's 6-4 on the season. Autumn Storms takes a loss. She's now 10-3. She's at second. That one right up the middle. Here comes Jenna Johnson. Heist does it again, and Alabama walks off the Razorbacks to take the series. What a great job by Carla Heist, the freshman being able to walk it off here for the Alabama Crimson Tide. See here, Carla Heis just getting her hands inside of that ball, able to drive it right to center field, again, right into that green, and Johnson with some speed, able to come around third and score. It was a slow enough roller, more or less, over Bloom's head and out to the outfield, but Johnson had plenty of time, and have a weekend, Carla Heis. So there you have it, Alabama's 2020 greatest hits, a special season, a special group, team 24 and a half, as Allison Habits and Patrick Murphy have lovingly put it. You know, it's brutal that the season ended the way it did. We all recognize that it was necessary, and we've come to terms with it and come to peace with it, and we're ready to move on to 2021 with softball. We're not done with this podcast because there will be a season finale episode coming up very soon. We're trying to figure out the logistics because Tom and I can't just meet in the studio anymore. Times have changed. So we're going to hopefully get a lot of your favorite cast and characters back here on the Out of the Box podcast, and we'll see. We'll see what happens in the future. Hopefully that episode will come out very, very soon. So for my partner, Tom Canterbury, I'm Gray Robertson. Again, follow the show at Out of the Box underscore pod. And remember, go get your farcical T-shirt because Lord knows we need it now more than ever. Thanks again for tuning in to the Alabama 2020 Greatest Hits. We'll see you next time here on the Out of the Box Podcast.